believe me here, I, I still I still have no idea what's going on. I've got a new screen, a new light and things, but today uh, I think we're going to have a good episode. I'm going to try to get it recorded on the audio. I don't know about this video thing. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, on today's episode of the Dad Decisions Podcast, we're going to talk about deadbeat dads. Not actual deadbeat dads, but how society, the media, um, TV, commercials, this image of a deadbeat dad. He's like dumb dads. Somewhat baffling, but this is the Dad Decisions Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Potter. Let's make some dad decisions together. And I hope you stay (laughs) and make some dad decisions with me. You know, I put the first episode out. This last episode was the first one that I've ever done where um, I had video associated with it. And I I think it went well. I think so. I mean, it was, it was little janky uh i'm obviously well maybe i'm not obviously maybe i've done such a good job at this that you have no idea (laughs) how bad this is but i'm in my closet looking at my wife's clothes um but i've instead of using a kid's blanket which is what i did last time i've got a actual green screen behind me i don't have any of the appropriate lighting that i'm supposed to have but i went on amazon and i bought this thing which is like a ten dollar ring light and uh it's supposed to make it look a little more like actual light from the outside who knows got the old iphone hooked up in the little holder there and i'm talking at you again i don't know if this is worth it (laughs) i have less than a thousand listeners And I'm not sure that any of you really care about the video part, but I'm going to keep doing it, right? Because there's so much out there. There's so many markets that I could be approaching. And I think video is another one of those things that I I need to continue to tap into. Some of the feedback I got from the last video, and I've got some friends out there that are very honest with me. And I've got a few that understand video better than I do, which is pretty much everybody. And it was like, Mike, why does your hair look so fluffy? And so it's just... Just, it's just my hair. It's just how my hair rolls. I didn't wear the headphones this time because when I went back and watched the video from last time, the headphones looked a little funny. So I've, I've taken them out this time. Maybe I'll wish I had them on because now I can't hear the feedback that's going on uh, on my actual voice. So I'm just trusting the fact that this is picking it up good enough. We'll see. Um. I also heard that the color of shirt that I wore last time was not very flattering. And so I've changed the color of my shirt. I'm a little nervous because I have green in my tattoos and the screen back here is green. So when I do this, I start to wonder if my whole arm just disappeared. Don't know. We're all going to find out together. I start this episode as I start every episode. Just a little bit of housekeeping. I have some good news. We can go over that. But I want to just get some announcements out there. So daddecisionspodcast.com is a thing. Jay and I registered that way back when. It's never really pointed anywhere. Now it points to the Buzzsprout um, website for 
all the episodes. It's got links to social media. It's got um, a link to my Patreon. And nobody fucking subscribed to my Patreon. Um, so that's that. Daddecisionspodcast.com is up. So visit it. Listen to all the episodes maybe you haven't heard. Maybe you just don't care and you just want to go see what it looks like. I don't know. It's not the best website in the world. It's hosted by Buzzsprout and they do their best with what they've got. But it's not quite like a professionally developed website. We'll get there. I also added my phone number to WhatsApp business as if anyone uses WhatsApp. I don't know. I'm continuing to encourage people to text me 318-373-4488. Call me, leave me a voicemail. I will play that voicemail on this, not this episode, the next episode, respond to it feedback. What do you want to know? What's going on? What don't you like? What do you like? What can I do better? What can I do different? Um, maybe you're trying to make a dad decision and you want to talk about it. Call me. We'll talk about it. Um, we talked about the green screen. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and you search dad decisions, I'm on, I'm on YouTube. So that's where I put the last video I did. If this all goes well, that's where I'll put this video. Um, and so I have a YouTube channel. And I read somewhere the other day that YouTube is actually the largest search engine just behind Google. That makes sense because I go to YouTube all the time and I say, how do you do this thing? How do you do that thing? Whatever. Reviews on different stuff and, and you know. So YouTube. I've got a podcast on YouTube now. Well, this podcast is on YouTube. So go there if you want to see this. Um, I got an exciting email the other day. So as you start your podcast, you start to get emails from these different third-party podcasting companies that are like, hey, um, sign this thing and we'll help promote your podcast or we want you to know that your podcast ranks like this or it does this thing or whatever. And so the one I got the other day was funny and I had to share it with Lauren while we were out here because apparently the Dad Decisions podcast is the number six ranked podcast in uh, Mongolia (laughs) for parenting. (laughs) I mean, whatever. Good on you, Mongolians. If if you're learning something from this podcast on parenting, I'm certainly not going to shun that. I'm the number six parenting podcast in Mongolia. So says this email. I'm also the number 16 parenting comp, uh, parenting podcast in Cambodia and number 30 in Sri Lanka. So I don't know. I mean, I guess no Americans want to listen to me, but to those of you in Mongolia, Cambodia, and Sri Lanka, howdy. Howdy from Texas. Um, let's make some dad decisions together, huh? I don't know if you can call me, but that's why I did the uh, the WhatsApp business. I'm, I think WhatsApp is international. And so I'm on WhatsApp, dad decisions. I don't know how to find me. That's my phone number, 318-373-4488. I guess if you put that into WhatsApp, you can find me or look for dad decisions. I don't know how it works. Um, send me an email or something, daddecisionspodcast at gmail.com. If you can't seem to get through on uh, how to use WhatsApp, but oh, my beverage of choice today, and we're gonna have to do an episode, I think, uh, about this. I, I've been drinking non-alcoholic beer. I have a a little bit of a problem. I don't know. I like to drink beer, a lot of it, and um. I, I still want to drink beer, but I'm thinking maybe I can psychologically trick myself from not drinking as much al- actual alcohol and like all the bad stuff that comes from that. 
if I just drink these non-alcoholic beers. And so I'll tell you, the the world has gone a long way from it just being like Coors Cutters and O'Doul's or Bush NA or whatever it used to be. Now, I mean, this is a this is a Pilsner. I've got some IPAs. I've got hazy IPAs. I've got a Bach out there. Um, all non-alcoholic, and they all taste pretty good. I tried to kind of trick my brother-in-law the other day, and I'm like, hey, try this. Like, don't look at it, because we're always like buying different beers and saying try whatever. And uh, don't look at it, but tell me what you think. And so he tried it, and he was like, I don't know. Is that a session? He's like, it's not bad. Is it a session? So he already could tell that it didn't have the booze in it. Um, but as far as just like holding a cold can and – you know, having something that tastes like a beer, it kind of feels like that at the end of the day. Um, it's been working for me. I know it sounds silly, but it's, I made it through last weekend and this weekend without, well, so this past weekend and the weekend before without a single beer or alcoholic beverage. And that's quite unheard of for me. And I've got around that by drinking these things. So if you're somewhere on the fence and like, you, you know, you want to cut back a little bit, I recommend it. They taste pretty good. I've been housekeeping for 10 minutes now. Let's let's get into our topic today. So today I want to talk about dumb dads. Um, and, and by saying dumb dads, I don't mean that dads are dumb. I'm not calling you dumb. But I want to talk a little bit about this whole thing where we're portrayed as dumb in TV, in commercials, in movies. And, and I, I start, this isn't a new thing. I, I didn't just stumble upon this. Be like, oh, Mike has this massive discovery of, of um, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like he found this new topic that needs to be discussed. No, not, not a thing. And so we, I started doing my research. You know, I love to do my research. And found that um, it's been going on a while. And, I, and I've got some good some good information here on how it's been going on. And um, they, they, they bucketed into three major categories of dads, just historically. Just think about it, okay? And when we talk about, and I, I apologize for checking my watch. I, I, I don't normally have to do this on video, so I don't know if I can edit that out. But, you know, got to stay connected. But the three types of dads that tend to wind up in media is the bumbling buffoon. So you think about Homer Simpson when you think about, um, Phil Dunphy, Do you ever watch modern family? <laughs> we love modern family. Um, Phil Dunphy is amazing. I'm not saying he's a bad dad, but the way he's portrayed in that show is he's just, he's just like another kid. He's kind of a knucklehead and, and that's, but that's that dad in that show, right? And then there's the hyper masculine dads. There's, um, Bruce Willis, Liam Neeson, so Die Hard and Taken and all those movies where they've completely jacked their marriages. They're disconnected from their families. They're recovering alcoholics, whatever they are, uh, but they're just trying to be there for their children. So there's that dad in the media. And then there's the man child. And the first one that came to, comes to my mind with man child is Peter Griffin. You know what I mean? Like when mom comes out and she's caring for the kids, she's got to care for all the children plus her man child as well. And I challenge you, I challenge you to sit there and, and as you're listening to this or as you're watching this, think about what dads in, in movies or TV shows have you seen that you go, 
that that's the ideal father. And it's been a very, very long time. And, you know, as I'm looking back at it, it, it really kind of stopped like in the fifties and sixties with the Brady Bunch and, and I love Lucy and, and like bewitched and, and whatever, right? Like those kinds of shows, uh, leave it to beaver where dad went to the office every day and, um, you know, supported his family and was loving or whatever. And, and the woman stayed home and just kind of kept the home. Um, and, and that started to, that started to show a little bit of why we are where we are. The more I looked into it, the more it became obvious that a lot of it has come from where we have, like where we have ended up now as a society where men aren't the only ones who are out working and, and the women aren't the only ones who are at home. And we're going to elaborate on that a little bit in, in just a minute. But if you think about it, TV and movies a long time ago did portray the man as this supporting figure. And he didn't really have anything to do with the kids. He, you know, worked all day and then came home and dinner was on the table and, um, you know, he kissed his kids and his wife goodnight. He went to sleep and he you know, had a scotch. right? And then he goes back to work the next day and does the same thing over and over again. And there wasn't this like nurturing father. And so as I continued to read about it, what I learned was all this marketing that you see on television and in movies and things was specifically geared towards those women who would work a job potentially, they would care for their family, they would prepare dinners, they would do all of these things. And then when all of their work was done, which was a lot of work and whatever husband has come home and he's gone to bed you know, the wife or the mom or the mother or whatever that situation looks like, she would sit down and she would watch TV or maybe she was watching TV through the evening. And that whole spin on this, um, kind of this helpless, dumb dad was like a marketing ploy to help sell things to these women who were home and, like, again, like they could connect with their buyer. These marketing agencies could connect with their buyer. These movie companies are connecting with their audience by portraying this certain life um, and this certain image of dads. And that, you know, I guess I get it. It kind of bugs me a little bit because I do think today we've done a lot as a people where women aren't at home. They're in the workforce and, and, you know, they're working side by side with men, the whole mentality that, Oh, a woman's place is in the home and a husband's place is in, um, at work, you know, and like the, these were these very drawn lines in the sand that says, this is man, this is woman. This is our role. This is your role. Don't exist anymore. And, and I find, I have found that interesting as I continue to read on it. Um, because that marketing to these moms has ignored this new uh, movement of dads at home. And, and so the data actually shows, and you guys keep seeing me looking down, I've got my notes down here, um, that between 1995 and I can't even read my own handwriting, but I think it's 2011, stay-at-home dads have tripled from 64,000 to 176,000. And it's, it's, it's not uncommon now to have a woman who is an attorney or whatever. She's the breadwinner and dad's home. It's not that uncommon. 
But unfortunately, marketing and movies and television shows and things like this, they haven't caught up with the way we do things in society these days, or at least they haven't um, recently. They, they haven't picked up on it. I think we're getting there. There's more people talking about it. But if you think about it, go turn on your television. Whatever you're watching, whatever cartoon, whatever TV show, there's a woman picking up the whole house, taking care of her kids, and then usually dad is some knucklehead. I mean, God, okay, let's let's think about a few right now. Al Bundy. Al Bundy worked hard all day. I mean, this was like 90s. This is when I was watching TV, so maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm telling on myself. But Al Bundy worked all day, came home, hated his wife, hated his kids, hated his life, was just grouchy and sat on the couch all day. He had a neighbor that he hated. He was just an unhappy man. That was a portrayal of a father. Al Bundy, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, I'll say he was a good husband, right? He was always working on his marriage. He was a good dad, I guess, but complete doofus, like, right? Like he was always burning something or breaking something or kind of, again, back to that man child kind of dad. Um, Homer Simpson, of course, Simpsons have been on as long as I've been alive, um, he Marge holds that house together, right? Homer is basically another child. Um, so think about it. Name them out loud. Think of the dads you can think of that are portrayed in the media. You know, I, I unfortunately come to a little bit of a pause on on all of the ones that that are in movies and television shows, but I can't think of one that I'm like when I was growing up that I was like, that's the one I want to be. I guess you could kind of like talk about Full House. Danny and, and, uh, uh, oh God, <laughs> Joey. And then what was, uh, oh my gosh. Now I can't remember their names, but those were dads, I guess. I mean, Danny was the dad. He was a good dad, but again, broken home, trying to care for his kids, doing the best that he can. There's no mom in the picture. Um, I think she died or something. It was kind of terrible. Uh, oh man. Um, Bill Cosby Bill Cosby portrayed a really good dad on TV but unfortunately as you all know wasn't really the best dude um in real life. Oh. Uncle Phil. You guys see how I'm doing this? <laughs> Uncle Phil was a good dad. He was he was Carlton's dad, but he wasn't Will's dad. But Uncle Phil was a good example of a good dad. So but here's the thing, it's hard to think of him. It's hard to think of these good dads that were portrayed on television and portrayed in the media, commercials, movies, whatever that is. It's hard to think of them. Kevin's dad in Home Alone left him in an airport. I mean, we don't even know who he was. I guess he had a good job in that big old house and flying his whole family to France. I digress. The thing that I enjoyed reading about the most when I went and started researching this topic are the dads that have started to push back. And I say started, it's been a little while, but I've got my note down here. So Huggies put out a commercial and I, I don't think I can, I can't get like a cease and desist for any of this stuff, right? Like I'm naming companies and people. I, I mean, all three of my listeners, please don't complain to, to whoever and get me in trouble. I'm, I don't, I, you can't sue me for anything. You want my $12 ring light, I guess. I guess you could silence me with well, this guy's or all three of his listeners are going to think a certain way. But Huggies put out a commercial and basically said that their products 
could um, withstand dads. Like dads don't know how to change diapers. And so here's this buffoon dad like stumbling all over trying to put a diaper on his kid and you know ultimately he says oh you know because dad doesn't know how to change a diaper and it literally it literally says that he's too busy watching sports to change diapers so that's like well good news because huggies can hold five dumps that was what they were that was how they were marketing you're like good news moms put huggies on your kids because when dad's taking care of them we know he doesn't change the diapers so who cares it's the same with wipes they had these wipes and they were like Dad spills everything and makes a huge mess. So if our wipes can can withstand anything, they can withstand dads. Like but literally calling dads second rate parents. That their product was built to even withstand how crappy of a parent dad is. And so I I, I wrote this guy's dad his name down. It's, I think it's Chris Routley, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. But he got a little pissed off. He was a stay at home dad. Maybe he still is. But the article I read is he said, you know what? No, no, I'm a good dad. I am a good dad and I'm not going to stand for that. And so he started a petition on change.org and had like got enough signatures on his position or on his petition that they changed their marketing. They changed that commercial. Um, and, and it's literally now, uh, showed how, yes, it was about Huggies wipes, but it was when dad was home, he was like making spaghetti and the kids ate spaghetti and made a big mess and dad used their wipes to clean it up. Following suit, Cheerios did the same thing. Cheerios, got in touch with some of that that side of their marketing and they put out commercials that are how to dad right and showed dads like being there and being part of it nyquil did the same nyquil did um something about dads needing to take a day off not from work not from sports but actually from parenting and they put dads up there on the same pedestal with moms because i think that's fair not, and God, I'm certainly not trying to fire up the women on this that, you know, I think there's one of you that listens to this podcast, but to simply say that dads are playing a role in the home today that they weren't playing in the home, you know, 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, where dads are taking care of their kids. They are there with the mom side by side, changing diapers, going to the park, wiping off faces, cooking dinner, taking to school, in the pickup line, doing homework, whatever those things were that were somewhat associated with only moms. Uh, God, if that's not a website patent pending. Um, at some point, they are now saying that's dads too. Like I, like I told you earlier, there's triple the amount of dads working from home. And so, or staying at home, I'm sorry, not necessarily working at home, but stay at home dads. And I really appreciate that that turns around a little bit and says, dad, you're doing a good job instead of only mom can care for children. And I, I don't know that it kind of bugged me the more I thought about it. I thought it would be a good episode, something to get the wheels turning because I think there's a lot of dads out there and a lot of dads that listen to this podcast that you're doing your part. Like I said, you're changing diapers, you're helping with homework, you're throwing the football, you're putting them to bed, you're helping with bath time, you're making lunches, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, and you're working, and you're helping with lunch, you're helping around the house. Men are holding a more important like place in the home now, where it's not some duty that's just held up for the woman. And women are seeing like an equal opportunity, and what I think are equal, you know, somewhat fair, right, to, to be able to not have to be constricted to just the home. Um, why can't a woman go out and get the job and the man stay at home? That shouldn't be a big deal. And so I'm happy to see the marketing kind of turning around on some of those things. Dads, I know you're doing a great job. I know that when you watch Die Hard or you watch, 
the Simpsons or whatever it is, you get a good laugh out of it or, you know, whatever, but you know, that's not how you are. you know, that's not how you're portrayed. You're a good man. You're a good dad. You're a good husband or, you know, a boyfriend or stepdad or however you're linked in the situation. But I was so happy to read when I started going down this rabbit trail that marketing companies are turning around their message and saying, dads are doing a good job. So with that, dads, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, It's a little tight. I'm going to have to clean it up. We'll see. I'm at about 25 minutes now. Um, I hope the video came out well. I hope the audio comes out well. I'm not wearing my headphones, so I don't know how it sounds. Um, And I hope you're having a great week. I got to get this thing edited. I got to get it out. I'm shooting on a Monday night. I had to wait for all this stuff to come in from my good friends at Amazon. Uh, Sponsorship pending. Can I do sponsorship pending from Amazon? I'm not sure. Oh, hey, I heard from Jay. For for my longtime listeners, you'll remember that Jay was my co-host. We were co-hosts for the Dad Decisions podcast for the first original 10 episodes. And then um, just some things happened. You have to go back and listen to Hold the Flashlight. And I started doing this thing on my own. Um, But I heard from Jay. We're going to get together soon. I think that's exciting. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, Back to school's in full swing. I hope you and your kids are doing well and you haven't thrown any kind of homework against the wall or yelled at anybody. I hope you're going slow through school zones and all that fun stuff. But dads, moms, whoever's listening, have a great week. Um, I'm proud of you. I told you in my last episode, you're a damn good dad. I'm happy about the dad decisions you're making. And I'm proud that we're here to make them together. I'll see you next time. Thank you.